When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello, and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 343. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Tractor Zoom. Tractor Zoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. Tractor Zoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for the transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. All right, so we have Andy Campbell going to come back on with his breakdown of what's going on in the marketplace. Um, we got four different uh, topics that we're going to hit combines, tractor sprayers and uh planners and as we go through that what that looks like um break this down to four videos that way it's easy to digest each one of these videos will be 10 or 15 minutes long won't be too long uh, but just kind of a high level view of, of what we see happening in the marketplace so first off we're gonna start with combines and uh you know we've talked about combines extensively on this podcast a lot probably talk about combines more than talk about anything else but when you're looking at what i see happening in the combine marketplace right now is as i look at it i see a lot of um, low-hour machines, and I think a lot of that too is because so many machines got delivered late this year, October and November timeframe. Some of these machines might only had fifty to hundred hours on them if they had any hours put on them at all, and they're going to come back through that through that trade cycle as we look through those, and we're going to see more of these machines 
here. I think the big issue that we're seeing, and I think this is a this is the equipment industry wide. When you look at hours, is that some of these machines had to have an extra year of hours put on them or extra season of, of use put on them, whether it's a spring season or a fall season or a total, you know, both entire years, uh, both both seasons for the year uh, compiled together on that. But as you're looking at that, where you would see your typical three or four or 500 hour tractor, something like that, or your 300 to 500 hour combine or something like that, there's, you're, you're kind of skipping over that because some of that stuff didn't get traded in. And I think Andy's going to show some of that here as we're going through this and we're taking a look at it we're starting to see a few more machines show up on lots we're starting to see some combine values uh on the on the auction side start to, to slip down a little bit um but the but the values on the lots are staying flat as well so we're we're seeing some a little bit of parity there you know you don't want to see you know auction values going down and dealership advertised um numbers going up so we need, we need to pay attention to that but i think as we take a look at this and we see all the things that are coming into play, the stuff that we've been talking on there on about combines and in the equipment industry as a whole are really starting to kind of play out here a little bit. So let's check out what Andy has to has to say here, and we will go from there. Hey, Casey and Aaron, I'm actually changing up the backdrop today, coming to you from TrackerZoom's world headquarters here in Des Moines and uh, welcome to March. So we've got rain, we've got uh, warmer temperatures, good basketball season. Uh, what we don't have a lot of are combine sales, but there are some nuances that I wanted to show you to see if this is what you're seeing out in your market and uh, see if you can provide a little context uh, to this data. So looking within combines, what I'm seeing in the month of February and a little bit in January too, is really three different stories. We've got class fives and sixes, seven and eights, and then some new things were happening on uh, with nines and nines and tens. So when I dice up this data here, and I'm going to have two different looks that I want to show you, uh, keep the focus on these combines, the 500 to 1500 hour range, the SEP hour range. And really when we look into this, our class sixes uh, down, class fives, you know, it looks up here in February, but really it's just volatility. We're not seeing a lot of those. Uh, on the dealer lots anymore, and probably for good reason. Uh, just the demand isn't there for something that's a little smaller like that. Class sevens on dealer lots, a little stronger. Class eights, the same. And really for auctions on class sevens and eights, uh, we got a little weaker in February. Not a, not a ton, just a softening of the market. So seven and eights, dealers strengthening just slightly on the price side, uh, auctions decreasing slightly and then we have uh category nine and tens so i want to talk about that a little bit on the class seven class eight combines the two most popular um classes of combines out there uh the ones that are that are sold the most if you go back and take a look at this graph that he had and, and kind of how those two things come together if you look back there from oh basically back from this would be probably close to august or september and is that you see that pretty steep rise in, in auction value prices which you would see that during that time frame um also if you wanted to buy a combine for the most part during that time frame auction was kind of the place to go buy it um auction values during that time were were rivaling the uh the auction value or the retail values in the dealership lots and we're seeing there so i think you know we hit february to kind of think we just kind of caught our breath a little bit and we're starting to see some of that normalize down if you go back across here to january of 22 um it, we are 
pretty much pretty close to the same the same value that January February March time frame value wise at the auction marketplace we're at about the same place and if you see the similar pattern that happened last year which a year over year pattern is this is not uncommon to see these kind of of you know, motions come through here but as you're looking uh, at where we're at you can see where the combine markets peaked and what they had so a lot of that stuff had to do with what was coming in and what was available at the time. So I think what we're seeing now is just some seasonality in the combine marketplace. I would, I'm not too alarmed about that. I I would say um, there are a lot of combines out there that are over $500,000 that I think we need to pay attention to. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, this looks like a very seasonal trend to me. And until I see some something further that shows a trend line differentiate, differentiating, from what we saw, you know, historical data shows, I'm not too worried about it right now. Uh, category nine and tens. And again, not a lot of volume out there, but what we are seeing, and one of the things I wanted to make mention of is on the dealer side, or sorry, on the auction side, we had nine, I think we actually had one beacon late in the month and 10 uh, sales on auctions in this class of combines. Back in August, uh, we also only had 10 but it was the month of August. And so we're starting to see this show up a little bit more in the auction market. And uh, yeah, I I think that'll be an interesting data comparison as we get these larger combines to start to show in in auction. Uh, But on the dealer side, in terms of volume, we saw about 20% less class five and class sixes combines move in the month of February as compared to last year. Uh, Seven and eights, we are sitting right around three and 5%. So roughly about the same, maybe a, a touch more. Uh, seven and eights move uh, this February than we did last year. But then on class nine and tens uh, in the month of February, we saw 30% more move this February than we did uh, the previous year. So I'm going to cut over to iron comps here. And I've got one more look that I want to show you uh, to get you guys' take on. So let's talk about that a little bit, what we saw there on his, uh, he's talking about um, class uh, nine and 10 combines. There's not that many class nine and class 10 combines out there. Um, Obviously, like you just said, I think I think the interesting thing on this slide when I'm looking at it is it shows what the average um, auction separator hour is and what the average dealer separator hour is. Um, they're fairly close to each other, but they're about 150, um, almost 150 uh, separator hours apart. There's still a lot of higher hour combines out there getting pushed through auction, and, and I think that we're going to continue to see that happen. Uh, like Andy was talking about, he did see a little bit of a sp- uh, spike up uh, from year over year and what that looked like. Again, I think that that's going to continue to see that same pattern happen just because of what what we see happen in the marketplace and how things are moving along with what some folks are doing. We're seeing a lot of retirement sales. Those kind of things are going to continue to move through uh, the marketplace. So, um, again, seasonality here. I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of stuff here that's jumping out at me and saying, hey, you know, Let's go crazy. I've, I've read a lot of articles about combine sales in February and this compared to last year and how they're up and this, that, and the other thing. When you start out with 100 combines last year and you sell 200 combines this year, you had a you know you had a 100% increase in your in your sales data, right? Still very small numbers that we're working with here, and I think that's the reflection that we're seeing here. Um, you know, I, I think there's the color behind um, some of these articles that I'm reading that have to do with huge increases in sales and this, that, and other thing. You're working with a small number to start with. More machines become more available. Supply chains become 
less um, constricted and we're seeing more machines show up. It's just math at that point. I still don't think this is anything to be crazy, crazily concerned about. In February, we saw 30% more move this February than we did uh, in the previous year. So I'm going to cut over to iron comps here, and I've got one more look that I want to show you uh, to get you guys' take on. Okay, I had to move my mug uh, up to the other corner so you can see everything here. But when I drop into iron comps, one of the first things that I do, and here I'm looking at all types of combines, I just look within the past month to see what kind of price changes we're having. And I think the name of the game within uh, the dealer side of combines is that it looks to be a little bit more of a, a return to normal. Uh, you know, we're in March, springtime, people are just trying to move the remaining combines off the lot. Uh, and so big question out to you guys is, are you seeing the supply return to your neck of the woods? And are uh, our dealers essentially behaving more now like they did maybe pre-supply uh, chain problems? So I think the question, the answer to that question is yes. We're seeing more supply uh, nationwide. We're seeing more machines show up. Uh, you can look at any any sales point data that you want to look at. More machines are coming to the lot. More machines are being traded in. More new machines are being delivered. So we're going to see more movement in that in that way. That looks like, uh, you know, you showed the numbers there a little bit ago, kind of what some of those numbers looked like as as decreases and those kind of things. Again, I think if you go back and look at the seasonality of of what we're looking at, the graph shows that. If you go back to the front of this and look at it. You know, this this is typically the time of the year when we see some values and stuff like that change um, year over in, in this time frame. And a lot of it, too, is guys are getting their inventories correct uh, to move forward into a, a peak selling cycle, whether that's that's weed, you know, what that is, what they're looking forward to uh, harvest, uh, what that looks like. And I think right now you're seeing the same thing on the auction side. Again, it's all season seasonally adjusted and everything looks the same. Nothing to be overly concerned about here but i think if you keep pushing forward and looking at at some of the bigger picture here what we're seeing here is yes we're seeing more supply hit the ground but we're also seeing the same seasonal reaction to what we see happening year over year and our uh, our deal is essentially behaving more now like they did a pre uh, supply chain problems and another thing that i always look at too are the price changes by hours and the volume that's listed by hour ranges and the light blue here shows all combines in this past month uh, and the different price changes and the directional price changes that we saw for these hour categories. And again, dropping down just a little bit on the 500 to 1,000 hour range. But the dark blue is last year. And so last year, with the tighter supply and kind of the uncertainty and what the demand really was, we're starting to see some price increases in these spring months for combines, uh, which I imagine is a little out of character for this time of year. So again, this light blue is more recent. It's pulling downward. So I think a couple of things to point out here. So last year in this time frame, um, most combine sales were getting pushed back and delayed. Um, you know, we had a, a lot of combines that were supposed to show up in the spring. They didn't show up until um, late June, July. And some of the stuff that was supposed to show up in, in September, August time frame or August, September time frame didn't show up till October, November time frame. So a lot of these you know, some of that price spikes that you saw uh, in this in this time last year had to do with, you know, a guy needed to make sure he had a combine and he was going to get the one he wanted. So you could have saw some of that that taking place there, too. I think the key takeaway in some of the stuff, though, is if you're looking at some of this higher hour stuff, where we're at this year compared to where we were last year and how that's changed. I think that's a that's a bigger story to tell. You know, we got we got a pretty big uh, differentiation here. 
slightly higher in that in that range here but you know some of these are, are quite a bit higher and, and we're looking at some some higher price stuff here on the higher end as far as uh how much change we've seen in in the overall market but when i'm looking at this there's some some big areas that have had some big changes and big jumps a lot of the stuff has been fairly consistent through throughout the time frame so again i don't think there's a whole lot to be too concerned about yet again what we'd likely see when times are normal with combines and that's largely probably because of this light blue again being the most recent time frame here and this is distribution of combines listed across our ranges um, a little bit more what you would maybe expect more sitting up at the 500 to 1000 range these uh, late model low hours and then that decreases on the dealers lots as those combines get older and they kind of move away uh, but last year we had this this uh I don't Divot. So I've talked about this uh, a few times where he's looking at 21 through 23 and how how the hour ranges are going to start coming into play and, and what that looks like and how those holes are going to are going to start showing up. Not that there's a lot of people out there looking for 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 hour combines, but as you see, those numbers have come down um, uh, or stayed the same from what we saw last year. Um, you know, if you go from 500 to 1,000, uh, we have a lot more of those machines machines starting to show up because I think we're seeing a lot more of machines that would have come in last year with 250 or 300 hours on them uh, that are coming in with, you know, 500 to 750 hours on them. You know, they've gotten an extra season and a half or season of use or something like that. We're starting to see some moves. Now, we still have the same amount of uh, this, the same struggle that we're going to see uh, from last year to this year, you know, if you look at the number of machines that have 500 hours or less on them, we've had a huge spike up in that one. And I think that's that has to do with the number of machines that we had delivered late that got put out in the field late. And we're seeing these less than 100 hour machines or 150 hour machines on the Internet. I think that's what we're starting to see there. And I think that's going to continue to uh, to increase on the side. It's what's that washout cycle look like as we go through through the cycle here so in the market with the lack of supply uh it was causing some of that uncertainty and so those higher prices and then uh, another thing that i always look at this average list price by hour range just to see the year-over-year price change uh, by different hours so this 500 0 to 500 hour range it's about a 19 percent year-over-year increase in the 0 to 500 hour range for combines uh this thousand hour range it's about a 14 percent increase and that actually jumps up a little bit more again here to about an 18% increase year over year. So I think, again, on the 500 horsepower or 500 horsepower, 500 engine hour or separator hour um, range, as you're looking at that, I think the 19% is very accurate. And I think that's a very, very much a, a true statement. And what's fueling that is these machines that have less, that have very few hours on them uh, as you look at the overall um, spectrum comparatively to to what they were used. I mean, there's a lot more really low hour machines out there, um, and and it's not necessarily that's not a bad thing. I think as you look at this, as I'm looking at it, I mean, this is a positive thing. We start looking at some of these guys that are one of the new combine. There's a lot of 50, 100 hour, 150 hour, 200 hour machines out there that are very well equipped that just are are really good machines to be to be had right now. So. To me, I don't, I'm not too worried about this. I think this is good. I think this opens the door to go back in and kind of come back up here and fill in this this washout cycle so we have 
a good flow of machines across there that are going to be in that less than a thousand hour range. February to this February, uh, on these, uh, thousand to 1500 hour machine hour here, combines. So again, I imagine a lot of this is price drag from the OEMs, uh, doing a large price increase last year. And then that minimizes and just becomes an X more like the used market as they get a little bit older. But, uh, this is what we're seeing across all of our combines. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to check us out at ironcoms.com, how we're helping dealers with valuations and trends. Uh, I look forward to sending you guys over some uh, planter and sprayer, some more typical spring type data. Hope you guys are doing well. See ya. All right. Thanks, Andy. I think that pretty well covers kind of what we're seeing happen in the marketplace. I think as you look around, like I said, you know, there's some really large stuff out there that's driving up some of the demand, um, some of the supply that we see out there. And we're also seeing that sort of trickle through, but you know, I think combines, um, I, I, like I said, I think we're in a seasonal point. I'm not too concerned about what we see happening there. So, you know, worst case scenario, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next month and the month after that, and we can start making some decisions as what we need to do in the marketplace moving forward from there. But for, as it is right now, I'm looking at stuff as a very, very seasonal trend line that we see happening here. So, you know, combines combine selling season and uh, as you're looking into uh going into spring here typically this is not um this part where we're at here late february and march is not necessarily um as hot of a combine selling market as you know from september through january um typically that's when you see a lot of combines sell and i think we're we're showing that reflecting that in the marketplace so so I think that'll do it for this one. Uh, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to Moving Iron uh, Podcast. Go to LinkedIn and f- go to go to LinkedIn and go to Moving Iron Podcast. And you can find me there. And you can also go over to the YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast, and you can see the video version of this podcast there. So if you want more information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, go to MovingIronLLC.com and click on the upper right-hand corner and you get all the information about the moving iron summit there and how to sign up for it. It's September 11th through the 13th uh, in Nashville at the Hilton downtown. So if you want more information about that, you can send me email at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com or everything should be up there on the internet website now. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour. Smooth smart folks. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket. The next time you sell a piece of ag equipment, to find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. In the 21st century Hard-working people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years
Moo!